When it comes to weight management, we tend to focus on what we eat, but Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat. That's a game changer. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up today. Welcome to the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com, your daily morning podcast, updating you on everything you need to know to win your fantasy baseball league. Here's your host, Jake Crumpler. What's up, fellow fantasy managers? Welcome back to another episode of the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com. My name is Jake Crumpler, and it's the weekend, so as always, I'll be taking over for Bubba as the host of the weekend editions of the podcast. You can follow me at Jake Crumpler on Twitter and can find all of my work at crumplerbaseball.com. Let's dive into everything baseball related from Friday, September 22nd, starting off as always with the transactions, injuries, news, and notes from around the league. Third baseman Nolan Arenado of the Cardinals was placed on the 10-day IL with back spasms. Arenado has struggled since the start of September, batting 209 with no long balls and a 40 WRC+. The culprit has been revealed as back spasms have slowed him down for a month. Arenado's season is over and the Cardinals are expected to turn to Jose Fermin at the hot corner in his absence. The team also placed catcher Wilson Contreras on the 10-day IL with left wrist tendinitis. Contreras has been on fire to close out the final month of the season with five dingers and a 366 average in September, but his season will come to an unfortunate close. Yvonne Herrera will take over behind the plate for the season's final week. Starting pitcher Max Freed of the Braves was placed on the 15-day IL with a left index finger blister. Freed will miss the remainder of the season, but with the Braves positioned as the top team in the NL, he'll have plenty of time for his blister to heal before the Braves begin their first postseason series. Left fielder Royce Lewis of the Twins was placed on the 10-day IL with a strained hamstring. Lewis crushed grand slam after grand slam during his time in the majors, but his season will come to a close as it so often has with an injury. Lewis is likely to be cleared to play in the postseason, but it will be dependent on how well his hamstring heals over the next week. And lastly, outfielder Luke Rayleigh of the Rays was placed on the 10-day IL with a cervical strain. Rayleigh has had an underrated season with 19 homers and 14 steals, but his season will end on a sour note. It will reportedly come down to the wire on whether he's ready in time for the postseason. The injury though opened up a spot on the roster for the Rays to call up their top prospect Junior Caminero. The 20-year-old third baseman is the number six prospect in baseball and has hit 31 homers while batting 324 between high A and double A. Caminero didn't start in his first game on the big league roster, but he should see time at third base shortstop and designated hitter. There are some loopholes the Rays will have to jump through, but Caminero could be a big addition to the team's playoff roster. In terms of transactions, starting pitcher Shane Bieber was activated from the 60-day IL after a two-and-a-half-month layoff caused by right forearm irritation. Bieber finally returned to the mound yesterday. He struggled against the Orioles, allowing five runs, four of which were earned across five frames while striking out five. Bieber will make one more start before the season concludes and will come in Detroit next Friday. Starting pitcher Tyler Wells of the Orioles was recalled from the minors after struggling in his three post-All-Star break starts. Wells was demoted to the minors at the end of August. He dealt with arm fatigue and pitched to a 5.52 ERA in the minors, mostly pitching out of the bullpen, and Wells will do the same in the majors as he looks to take the load off of a fatigued bullpen in Baltimore. And in terms of 
news, starting pitcher Charlie Morton of the Braves left his start yesterday after just one inning of work due to right index finger discomfort. He will undergo an MRI today, which will determine whether an IL stint will be required. If Morton's finger injury is determined to be serious enough to land him on the IL, he won't start again until the postseason. And before we check out the notable performances from Friday, now is the best time to get PL Plus and PL Pro. Not only do you get an ad-free website and access to the exclusive PL Discord, you also get 10% off of all items in the store, as well as access to premium content and tools on the website. Now is the best time to do so because the playoffs are upcoming and that is when the Discord gets super lit. There's so much discussion about all of the craziness that's going on in October. And on top of all of that, and just in time for football season, you have access to the PL Discord, which includes QB list. Every Sunday, we do morning live chats, which will help you build your lineups and make waiver claims. And you'll also be able to participate in constant discussion as well as having access to bonus content. So not only do you get a bunch of football discussion just in time for fantasy football season, but the Discord will be extremely active during the MLB playoffs. And there are tons of channels on the Discord to discuss miscellaneous things like video games, movies, etc., whatever your heart desires. But now is the best time to get PL Plus and PL Pro. I'll also make the suggestion to check out playback.tv slash pitcher list where you can go join Nick's watch parties. All you have to do is link your MLB.com account or your cable provider and you can watch alongside Nick as he discusses the games live and they'll be super fun during the playoffs. He also often brings on special guests. So those are a great event to turn into. Once again, that's playback.tv slash pitcher list and go get PL plus or PL pro over on pitcherlist.com. Now we can check out the notable performances from Friday a day in which we had a full slate of 15 games. We'll start it off with our hitters leading off with TJ Friedel versus the Pirates as the Reds lost, but not because of Friedel. He went two for two with two runs, a home run, two RBIs, three walks and a steal. He's up to 15 home runs and 25 steals on the season. His home run traveled 394 feet with a 99.7 mile per hour exit velocity. Friedel was a late round dart throw hyped up by very few analysts. Justin Mason was one of those, but boy did drafting him pay off. Friedel is now one of just 10 players with at least 15 long balls and 25 swipes with a batting average of 275 or better. He joins the likes of Jose Ramirez, Kyle Tucker, Bryson Stott, Wander Franco, Josh Lowe, Julio Rodriguez, Bobby Witt Jr., Corbin Carroll, and Ronald Acuna Jr., who finally joined the 40-40 club yesterday. Those numbers put Friedel in elite company, and even still, he's underrated. Friedel is still rostered in less than 60% of Yahoo leagues, despite being ranked in the top 175 on the platform. Unfortunately, StatCast doesn't support his breakout, which likely means he'll once again go relatively late in drafts despite performing so well this year. The important batted ball metrics like XWOBA, average exit velocity, barrel rate, and hard hit rate all placed Friedel in the bottom 10% in baseball, but that should not take away from the value he's provided this year. I'll give the award of this year's Cedric Mullins to Friedel. Evan Carter had another big game versus the Mariners as he helped the Rangers to a win going one for two with two runs, a home run, three RBIs, a walk, and a steal. He's up to three homers and three steals now. His home run traveled 400 feet with a 103.6 mile per hour exit velocity. Carter's start to his career has gone about as well as he and the Rangers could have hoped. Baseball's number eight prospect has carried over his success from double A, where he crushed 12 homers and stole 22 bases. Carter has exhibited his power speed skill set while maintaining his usually impressive plate discipline. It's been somewhat of a meteoric rise for an outfielder that was an afterthought in 2022 prospect rankings. Still just 20 years old, Carter is even more room to row, and with the solid floor he's displaying with an efficient plate approach and athleticism at the plate on the bases and in the field, he should be a good to great player at the very least when all is said and done for his career. The Rangers have batted him ninth throughout his two weeks on the roster, but with an OPS north of 1,100, he might move up in the order, providing him even more run-producing opportunities. With the way Carter hit in the minors and the success he's had in his short stint in the majors, 
He should be picked up in all leagues, 12 teams or deeper to aid in final fantasy championship pushes. And lastly, we have Chaz McCormick for the Astros versus the Royals. The Astros lost, but Chaz McCormick went one for three with a run, a home run, three RBIs and a walk. He's up to 21 home runs on the year now. And this one traveled 377 feet with a 103.2 mile per hour exit velocity. It's blasphemous that McCormick is rostered in less than 70% of Yahoo leagues. The man is one steal shy from a 2020 season and hasn't been all or nothing at the plate with a 281 average and an 863 OPS. Additionally, he plays every day in a strong Houston lineup. Despite such a massive improvement at the plate, there hasn't really been a discernible change in McCormick's skills. His batted ball metrics remain unchanged and actually suggest he's been quite lucky this year. I think the biggest differences for McCormick are that he's 28 and in his third year in the majors and has finally secured an everyday role. He's become familiar with big league pitching and has had the security and consistency of being in the lineup on a regular basis. That has allowed him to really put his skills on display over a full season and to get into a groove at the plate. As a center fielder, McCormick isn't a player that's good only on one side of the ball. With solid defense out there and great production at the plate, McCormick has surpassed 4F4 in a career best campaign. But if you'd like a breakdown of notable hitting performances from Friday, check out the Daily Batters Box article over on PitcherList.com. Now we'll head to the mound and check out the notable starting pitching performances from Friday, opening with Matt Waldron versus the Cardinals as he helped the Padres to a win. He took the no decision, but he tossed five and two thirds innings, allowing just three hits, one and run and two walks while striking out nine. He induced 12 whiffs with a 32% CSW across 96 pitches and Waldron's knuckleball danced its way to three whiffs and a 23% CSW, but it was actually his sinker slider combo that was the star of the show. Both pitches induced three whiffs apiece and the sinker went for 42% CSW while the slider earned 57% CSW. Waldron is the only knuckleballer in baseball, but he's not just a circus attraction. He really struggled at AAA, but following the best start of his career, his 4.58 ERA and 1.25 whip across seven appearances are nothing to scoff at. It's difficult to compare Waldron to other starters because his knuckleball makes him unique, but it's the way that he doesn't let his signature pitch limit his arsenal that sets him apart from knuckleballers of the past. Waldron's knuckler is his most thrown pitch, but his sinker, four-seamer, and slider make up more than 60% of the pitches he throws. That increased the effectiveness of all of his pitches because he's able to keep hitters off balance and always guessing. Waldron may never reach the heights of R.A. Dickey, Tim Wakefield, or other notable knuckleballers that came before him, but he shouldn't be written off as just a guy who throws a funky pitch. Waldron will head to San Francisco for the final start of his season, and while I won't be streaming him, it'll be a start that I'll tune into because you never know when you'll see another pitcher deploy a knuckleball in the majors. Luke Weaver had a good game versus his former team, the Diamondbacks. He earned the win, tossing five and a third scoreless innings, allowing just four hits. He walked nobody and struck out three batters while inducing eight whiffs with a 26% CSW across 78 pitches. Weaver's fastball did all the damage in this one. It induced 75% of his eight whiffs and went for 31% CSW while being thrown more than half of the time. This was just Weaver's second start in pinstripes and it marked just his second scoreless start of the season. It's been a weird season for the right-hander who was one of the more promising young starters prior to the pandemic. Weaver began the year in Cincinnati where he was basically deployed to eat innings. He pitched to a 6.87 ERA in 21 starts with the Reds and actually set a record for the highest ERA in a 10-start span in which the pitcher's team won at least nine games. It's not the type of record you want to own, but it describes his tenure in Ohio nonetheless. The Reds cut ties with Weaver in August and he landed in Seattle where he pitched mostly out of the bullpen, once again sporting an ERA over six across five outings. After losing his job with the Mariners, the Yankees took a chance on him and he's been solid enough in two starts. I don't think this changes much for Weaver. He still lacks a legitimate third pitch to pair with his heater and changeup, a deficiency that has held him back throughout his career, but I wouldn't dare trust Weaver when he heads north of the border for his final start of the season. And lastly, we have Sean Manaya in LA as he earned the win, tossing seven scoreless innings, allowing just three hits. He walked nobody while striking out two. Manaya induced 11 whiffs with a 22% CSW across 85 pitches. Manaya wasn't great in the CSW 
FSW department, but his heater and change still combined for nine whiffs in his only scoreless start of the year. I don't think many people would have believed you if you told them Manaya would make only nine starts after signing a two-year $25 million deal in the offseason, and that's without a significant injury. After exhibiting increased velocity in the preseason, Manaya was an enticing late-round upside play, but for whatever reason, the Giants deemed it best to deploy Manaya out of the bullpen for most of the year, crushing fantasy managers' dreams of a value picked enhanced by the Giants' cheating lab. It made some sense as Manaya struggled to a 7.87 ERA across his first eight appearances, and it actually paid off as Manaya, despite a reduced role innings-wise, pitched to a 3.45 ERA through the All-Star break after moving to the bullpen full-time. After stumbling through the end of July, Manaya has gotten back on track in the season's final two months and has worked his way back into the rotation to close out the season. However, I don't think this means he's returned to the pitcher he was in the first half of 2022 with the Padres or during his time as an All-Star in Oakland. Manaya lacks a clear dominant pitch and despite increased velocity and a change from a sinker to a four-seamer, his heater hasn't had improved results. Manaya gets the Padres to wrap up the season and with the way they've been playing recently and their proclivity to crush southpaws, I wouldn't chance it. But if you'd like a breakdown of every single start from Friday, give the Plus Pitch Podcast a listen and check out Nick's daily starting pitcher roundup over on pitcherlist.com. Now we'll head to the bullpen to check out the relievers that got saves and the closers that pitched outside of save situations or blew their save. Starting with the saves guys, Chris Martin got his third save with Kenley Jansen on the COVID-related IL. Johnny Brito got his first save of his career. It was of the 11 out variety. Jordan Romano got his 36th save as he got the final four outs for the Blue Jays. James McArthur got his second save. It was a five out save and it was his second save of the week as Carlos Hernandez has lost the closer role and the Royals have moved to a closer committee. McArthur has a 5.59 ERA on the season but has reeled off 12.1 consecutive scoreless innings with 13 strikeouts to no walks so he's an interesting play right now for people desperate for saves. Johan Duran worked around a run for his 27th save. Rysel Iglesias got save number 30 and this is the fourth 30 save season of his career. David Bednar got save number 37 and his 20 saves in the second half lead baseball and lastly Camilo Duvall got his NL leading 38th save. In terms of closers to pitch outside of save situations or blow their saves, Emmanuel Classe blew a one-run lead in the ninth with two outs, which set up Yenier Cano for a save, but he was also unable to hold up his end of the bargain, so both closers blew a one-run lead and Classe came away with the win. With Gregory Santos out, Garrett Crochet pitched the eighth and blew the White Sox one-run lead. Brian Shaw pitched the seventh. It's unclear who is the preferred option, but considering Aaron Bummer was saved for later in the game, he may have the first crack at the closer role. Brooks Raley pitched the ninth in a tie game, and Adam Adovinos rendered a walk-off in the 10th. And lastly, Craig Kimbrell blew a one-run lead in the 9th, but the Phillies bailed him out against Ottavino. Jose Alvarado should see more save opportunities down the stretch. But if you'd like a breakdown of the notable relief pitching performances from Friday, check out the Daily Reliever Ranks article over on PitcherList.com. And before we look forward to today's games, we're going to take a quick break. Fads come and go, and nowhere more than in the world of weight loss. That's why Noom has created weight management programs that are made to last. Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. And they help you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have those cravings. Noom's personalized courses are easy to follow and will help grow your confidence with tools you can put into practice on day one. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life not the other way around. And based on a sample of 4,272 Noomers, 98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. So stop chasing health trends and join the millions who have lost weight with Noom. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. 
Now we'll look forward to Saturday, September 23rd, a day in which we'll have just 14 games as the matchup between the Nationals and Braves has already been postponed. They're scheduled for a doubleheader on Sunday. My matchup of the day is Brandon Woodruff versus Jesus Luzardo. Both of these are playoff teams, and Woodruff has had an incredible second half, and Luzardo is one of the most electric lefties in baseball. In terms of probable starters, we've got four guys in the auto starts tier, including both Woodruff and Luzardo. We also have Zach Wheeler versus the Mets and Senny Gray versus the Angels. Our probably starts tier also has four guys, and our questionable starts tier has 10 guys and that's where we'll find our streamer of the day and Connor Phillips versus the Pirates. Phillips has great stuff with a hard fastball and a fantastic slider but his lack of command makes for a low floor that rises with an easy matchup versus the Pirates. I'd also keep an eye out for John Means in Cleveland. The Guardians are the second worst lineup versus lefties and Means should have his feet under him in his third start of the season. In terms of hitter suggestions I would say Padres hitters versus Jake Woodford and the Cardinals. Their lineup has been on fire during their eight game win streak and Woodford is a pitcher they should demolish. I'd also keep an eye out for Cubs hitters versus Chris Flexen and his 7.19 ERA. The Cubs feature a surprisingly deep lineup and should have no problem against Flexen who struggled with the Rockies. And now we'll close things out with our relievers to watch. Emmanuel Classe has pitched on back-to-back days so Trevor Steffen should get the ball if a save arises and Craig Kimbrell has pitched on three consecutive days so Jose Alvarado should get the next save chance. But that'll do it for today's episode of the First Pitch Podcast. Make sure to head on over to PitcherList.com to check out all of the great articles and features we have on the site including fantastic player pages and daily DFS suggestions. Join PL Pro to gain access to the Discord to interact with PitcherList staff and members of the community, as well as to utilize the in-season tools to help you win your leagues. You also get access to QB list content over on the PitcherList Discord. That'll wrap up this edition of the podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Jake Crumpler. Tune in tomorrow and every day for a new installment of the podcast, and make sure to enjoy the day as we are blessed with another day of baseball. This has been the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, rate us on iTunes, follow us on Twitter at PitcherList, and help support what we do by joining our Discord with PitcherList Plus at PitcherList.com slash plus.